0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the BS Report. I am your host, Banks, coming to you on this wonderful Saturday evening. Uh, tonight, I'm with, uh, as always, with my co-host, uh, the big man. If we were at a local park, hooping it up, he'd be the man in the middle. Soup. Welcome to the podcast, my friend.
1: Hey, Banks. Episode two is finally here. Seems like it's been a while since we had an episode. A lot has happened, uh, both good and bad, and uh, it's finally got we finally got some basketball to talk about and break down. So I'm excited. Uh, to talk about some of uh, some of the teams that are doing well, some that are that aren't doing so well, and uh, kind of get. I'm excited to get the our guest host uh, ideas on how, how his team's doing and break down some of the other other teams in the league
0: yeah uh, I think it's been a while since I think we've been waiting for sim we've gotten sim after you know weeks of draft um, and we're we got fortunate because our co-host uh, uh, a fellow Texan he uh, he's been quite the active GM in the league with trades and moves and all that in the draft and post draft so uh, welcome to the podcast Dirk
2: all right, thanks for having me. It's uh, nice to be on talking some bs with you guys. so I'm uh, looking forward to it. first
1: real quick, I yeah. just want to apologize I'm gonna to apologize to dirt for not having him as the first guest on our on our first episode one. Uh, I think banks and I both we wanted to go the route of a uh, kind of a how-to for new GMs and uh, we needed we actually need, we needed a a, a GM like Scrouss someone who's been in the league to be able to break down things and explain it to us so that that's why we didn't invite you it's nothing personal it's not because you slept with my sister or anything so we're all good
2: it's no no worries um i don't know why if you have any type of skill you would need a how-to for new gms but it's okay i let it go this one time i forgive you and Dirt is throwing
0: us under the bus right off the bat. I love it. Well, you know, I guess we deserve it. We didn't we didn't throw him in on the first podcast. Um, but we definitely got him here for the one that really, really counts. And that's our first deep dive into the league. So with that being said, guys, obviously, you know, we all have come from path leagues. We've all taken a pretty substantial break and we've come back, um, you know, before we dive into, you know, results, X's and O's, things along those lines um you know what what's your feeling on 6.0 compared to which we came from you know um 3.0 1.0 wherever you you hopped in and hopped out last uh you know what's your general feelings on on the on the league is it set up better just off of off of you does the crew of gms that were co uh, that were mingling with seem pretty strong just general thoughts I'll, I'll go to you first uh dirt you can drop some knowledge on it Uh, Is dirt there? It looks like we might have dropped dirt. Uh, Soup, are you there? You wanna?
1: I'm here. Yeah. uh, Uh, Well, I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, The structure, I mean, you're not gonna get anything better than the structure. It runs like clockwork with Eric the robot in charge. uh, You know what you're gonna get. You know what to expect. Uh, There's no no real surprises really. Um, kind of still working through some of the changes, getting used to them. Uh, I still feel as if I haven't learned everything. Uh, it feels like every day I'm reading something that's, that still feels like it's new to me, and I'm trying to implement it. Uh, the people are great. I mean, it's, a lot of the people are the same names, you know, the same names from years past. Uh, some of the new guys, you know, they're kind of absent. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be addressed or if that's just going to kind of be a running issue. Uh, through the league. Uh, It seems like maybe that's always been an issue. I don't feel like we ever had, you know, complete no-shows, like some of these guys, Boomslick, BA. Uh, But, you know, maybe that's just revisionist history. Uh, So far, I mean, I like what I've done in the draft. I can try to act like I'm some kind of expert, but I'm not. I just looked at grades and what I thought was important. I feel I drafted a pretty solid team. I I moved into the second round, uh, made another pick, ended up drafting a pretty good team. Uh, My plan was to just sit tight and draft and then aim towards that 3003 draft where I had the third pick. Obviously, I saw what I did in preseason. I was happy, felt that I should maybe make a move to push all in, traded for the point guard, Uh, a pop a lock from the Nets uh he's, he's he's been really good on my team so I like where my team's at maybe uh not exactly how I envisioned starting off but I think I'll be good for the next few seasons here
0: and yeah, dirt uh, I just want to make sure that you're with us I know you're having a little bit of technical issues uh are you there yeah can you hear me yeah well I hear you buddy all right so uh you know I don't know if you caught the question uh while you were working through all that but we you know Kind of give your thoughts, uh, your early impressions on the league itself, uh, the group of GMs. Uh, you know, maybe Eric, the commission, uh, You know, here in six compared to what we left back uh, in the past.
2: Uh, man, um, not a <laughs> not the biggest fan, to be honest. Um, but I am thankful that I was invited. It is f- hilarious to me that we've got people like Odin that are the experts, but aren't experts at filling out a proper DC. And then that going unannounced for a couple of Sims is pretty funny to me. If that would have happened in 2.0, the league would have burned to the ground. But uh, there's some new GMs I'm still trying to get used to. I'm still trying to get used to Tim. He, he says some things that makes me scratch my head. And it also cracks me up how analytical this league is now. Because I think it's all, like, there's so much more luck than what people think in this. It's, uh, so, I do miss the days of most GMs being pretty ignorant when it comes to, you know, what their players had. And you could only look at grades. Like, all we had was a, you know, a plus you know, three plus fives and three plus threes that we could put into our, our guys. And there was no figuring out how much inside somebody had, you know? So there was a, there was a lot more tinkering going on, a lot more experiments going on because there wasn't a commission that put some graph on my computer and I can't read it because I'm just barely graduated high school. But other than that, I, I enjoy the league so far. It's It's been pretty funny with some of the drama going on. Some of the, the, the Mafia games are a bit crazy. I'm sure we'll talk more in detail on that and stuff later on after we talk some Sims. But yeah, it's overall, I'm very thankful that soup uh, Soup sent me a text and I was able to get back in the league.
0: Yeah, I I think you touched on a, uh, on a point here that uh, I agree with, uh, and that is the unveiling of the back end of the software, just how everything is, is broken down. And I get it. Like Eric is like, that's his thing. He's very technical. He's very, he, I mean, again, that, that's his lane. And so he took the time to dissect it. I, I do agree with you, though. Like the unknown, I feel like was better. Um, you know, adding things in certain categories, you know, hoping it paid off versus knowing it what it'll pay off. I do agree with that. I think overall, uh, I would I would agree that I think Eric seems to be, you know, uh, you know, it, it, he's going to keep things in order. He, things are going to get done when they're going to get done, and and, and so he's going to keep a tight ship, as suit mentioned. Um, you know, the group of GMs are interesting. I feel like there is a large section of them that are very uh, inactive. So, you know, as soup mentioned, maybe down the road, you know, they're given a year, a sim year or whatever to get into the game. But it does feel like uh, there is a, a, a good portion of the league that's inactive. So we'll see if it, it, it improves. Um, you know, we did that uh, newbie. Uh, podcast and you said if you have any skill you don't need the newbie podcast obviously that shows you that i lack all skill because i'm still kind of lost in this league <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, um, i know one thing that t- uh, soup touched on and I, i'll get your thoughts on it just uh, dirt here is um going into 6.0 going into the creation draft uh, did you have a plan of action um, and and do you feel it executed well um, obviously we'll we'll touch into um, the trade part, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I, I felt like I didn't want to dive in because I wasn't sure about the setup. I wasn't sure about the grades. It was a sea of uh, uh, the letter C's on a ton of these prospects, so I had no idea who was good, who wasn't. Who wasn't. I, I didn't know if the stats were accurate or, or how well they would pay off, so I decided to bail. I was hoping that I at least get one or two of the younger guys with the high potential to show some life. That obviously didn't happen, so you know I'm kind of retooling, so I guess uh, what I went into it thinking, um, you know, I executed, but the results weren't what I was expecting. How about you, Dirt? Uh, you went in with a game plan. How do how you feel you executed?
2: Right before I answer that, I just when I I was just giving you a hard time on bringing Scrouse in, so that that wasn't just like a dig at anybody or anything. It was just me talking shit the way I am. We'll um, it. It is different when I've done like ten seasons of building players, so I definitely have more, um, you know, experience in how a player should look, and, and like I Listen, can look at some of the-, the stats and know where they're at. So that that was just a dig, and I I didn't mean to to hurt you know hurt any feelings there.
0: There there we we don't pull punches here. Don't be backtracking. You, you lay them in and own them, and keep it moving. Listen, and that was a real nice way of saying, you have more skill than me. It's okay, man. We, we can't all be at the uh, top of the mountain. I'm alright. I'm sh- cool here at the bottom. <laughs> Anyways, I,
2: uh, no, am I, uh, what was your
0: idea of going into the draft?
2: Yeah, My idea going into the draft was I wanted to have a top five player right now instead of waiting for three years and possibly getting a second overall pick. In 03. And um, so I pulled the trigger, ended up getting a top five creation pick that gathers and then just filled out the roster as I see fit. And like I said, early on I was doing trades for first round picks that were really cheap. And then when I was trying to get back into like the second round or third round, it was like they wanted more for their second or third round picks than what I was getting for the first round picks. So it is one of the reasons why I traded gathers is a more people went all in than I thought. And I felt it was extremely like against the rules to how Odin was able to get to like, to get another first round and second round pick without anybody knowing until after the draft was over. And I thought that was really, really shitty because it was against the rules. And if I knew that the Bobcats were getting all these first round picks then I wouldn't have gone all in. So it actually dictated what I was going to do in the draft. And when Soup, who I thought had a really good draft even before he traded for Papa Luke, you know, I, I I just wasn't as confident. I was like, man, I went all in here. I'm not very confident in winning this inaugural season. What can I do to keep my window open, and you know, possibly get better next year? So. I felt like I got, I traded the second overall player with the second best field goal percentage, got the number one guy on field goal percentage, and got one point one, who I'm hoping I can bring Drexler in next year. And seeing how rookies are actually reacting towards the, you know, the the actual sims, I feel very confident if I can keep this team together and add Drexler next year, I might be the actual favorite. So you know
1: what? I'm not so sure. You didn't get. I don't think you got worse. Yeah, I think so. uh, with me and Drews being kind of considered the top of the West with your team, I think you were lacking a big man, and you really feel that need. But for for trading within, and you also, I mean, you had to give up Hank, which sucks. But you feel the, a, I think an even bigger need because I mean, it seems like your team has been playing well without Hank, and then yeah. you, you get a you get a pick in this year, which. I mean, number one, so you'll have your pick of the litter, a guy that you can – I feel that you could draft someone like Drexler, you know, to come in and replace Hank. So I think you might – actually, I think that was a great trade for you.
2: Because I can get Drazen or whatever his name is from the Pacers to add to my team right now, but I just don't want to F potential guys. And I just – it's just such in the air, you know. I feel like uh, the champion's going to come out of the West – but I really I really like the Grizzlies and the Mavs more than my team with Gathers. And so I just felt like I didn't want to go completely all-in. I, I decided to kind of take a little small step back. Hopefully, maybe Drexler, who I'm hoping will be Drexler, can, can help me win. And then in five years or six years from now, I'll get, like I think, a seventh overall pick. And maybe I can refuel, maybe get a pick. I don't know. But... We'll we'll see what the rookie class looks like. We'll see how the playoffs unfold. I'm really hoping to be the next dirt Targaryen and break the will, win the inaugural season, and get the first 1.1 overall. And then be, um,
1: be honest, how how bad have the trade talks been with Heaps? How big of a beating is that?
2: It's not too bad because half the time I ignore him. You know, so like
1: how how close are y'all to making a deal? He wants 1.1. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Are you serious?
2: Oh, yeah. And, dude, no one will trade with me. Like, I'm trying to get a guy from Magic, Keith A. Martin. He's out until, like, day 110, and he's an expiring contract guy. I offered him a first round pick and expirings for him, and he won't do it. And I'm like, dude, your team's worthless. I can't even play him until day 100 on my team, but I need a backup wingman you know wing so i offered him i'm trying to offer him a first round pick for kevin a smith full and he like won't even answer my pms and he's like i don't know i think i'm gonna see how he does when he gets back to being healthy again it's like dude you weren't even starting him but like 20 minutes a game before this like i'm like he's like but i can maybe resign him i'm like whatever dude like you're, you say that you want to make deals and you want to do trades and then there's an easy opportunity for, for you to get a guy that will never help you win a title because your team is garbage. But then you just want to hold on to him because I want him. You're probably like, oh, if Dirt wants him, he might be a good fucking player. So <laughs> if, I had, if I had fucking, you know, my sister doing trade offers, they might actually trade with her. But since I want somebody, they must be the next fucking, I don't know, and Duran or something.
0: I think I think with uh, with Kevin, he does have some underlying good stats, even though he hasn't played much. So his purr is pretty strong and his, you know, his, his nerdy stats, they they look pretty good for him being a rookie, too. Um, you know, so that might be a little bit of hesitation. I, I, I hit up the Blazers for a trade offer as well. And he basically gave me the runaround on it, um, you know kind of just saying that he wasn't really sure if he wanted to make any trades. So, you know, I think some of these people are just feeling it out, um, you know, and trying to figure out what it is. I think free agency is going to be a a really like a wild, wild West of sorts. I think it can reshape the league in a dramatic, in a dramatic way. And I think some people rather have the player on their roster with the opportunity of a resign, you know, the off player offering to resign versus, you know, Having to make bids against fifteen other teams, so I mean there might be a little bit of that being employed. Uh, Soup, your thoughts on the whole Odin, you know, making deals for first round picks and and uh, and then processing them post draft.
1: I mean, he wouldn't. He mentioned it. He was doing that during the draft. So I mean, I kind of. I mean, just reading the room and the reading shout and. People reacting to it, Eric's reaction to it, that uh, it's not really frowned upon. I mean, if you can agree to it, handshake deals aren't, you know, con- I mean, they're not confirmable. I mean, like, if you agree to a deal and they back out, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, so it's kind of a, I get what Dirt's saying, kind of kind of bullshit skirt around of the rule. But I mean, that's kind of been how things have been since the beginning of 1.0 always trying to look for that loophole to improve your team. And this is just another one of those. So, I mean, I really don't have a huge problem with it. Um, but I do get dirt side of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, any guess, other deals yeah. that pop out?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: go but, uh, What did y'all think of my, the trade for Papa lock the, the point guard? I know it looked like most, most of the people in the league thought it was a pretty good deal for both of us. Uh, there was Scraus thought that maybe that I didn't get enough for it, but uh, other than that, it seemed like most people thought it was a good deal for both. What are y'all thoughts?
0: you can go first there if you want.
2: first off, I think having a tall point guard is a Like, I think is uh the best thing. If if you can get you a six five plus point guard, I think that most of the time it was it's a good deal. Like and you didn't give up 1.1, 1.2. With as much scouting as there is, and this is all hypothetical, I'm not too sure, but it's my sense is, if you don't have 1.1 or 1.2, you can spend so much money on scouting that there's not that great of a chance you're going to get the best player in the draft at 1.3. Yeah, you might, but it's. I feel like it's going to be a lot more difficult to get the best player. So I think 1.3 is a really good draft asset for somebody that you already know is going to be a 20 and eight guy at six foot seven that will help you win a title in the next three years. You have the MVP of the league right now at 33. Why would you waste that man's career? You know, like, and there was no way BK wasn't getting a top, you know, three pick for him. There was just no way. Like, so I thought it was a good trade. I, I don't I don't see this nitpicking and all this shit when it makes sense for you. Like thirty-three year old MVP, I can give me a six, seven point guard right now that's averaging what fifty was it, fifty percent field goals, twenty two points a game, eight you know, was it eight assists, two two turnovers? It, it was two it was there. It was a perfect trade. I don't think you gave up too much at all.
0: Well, oh, I'm old enough to remember the days of a certain GM talking about how cheesy it was to have a point guard that was 6'5 or taller starting for teams. Um, yeah, I think that was like all of, uh, I don't know, 10 days ago. <clears throat> but uh, with that being said, I think uh, <laughs> I think the deal with Soup uh, and, and BK was a good one. Uh, it's a lot of um, draft capital to be giving up. But as Dirt said, like, Soup's window is right now. And so he's got the MVP of the league, more, more or less, uh, and Rookie of the Year all in one. Um, his, his team is near perfect outside of that point guard position. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, for him, it makes all, all in total sense. So, and, and as he said, he still had a window down the road. When he originally built the team, and, and he capitalized on that draft stock, um, and made the deal that will probably keep him at least title contention as long as as long as just, uh, as long as Maolo, I guess is that how you uh, pronounce his name? Um, as long as he's going to be on that team, um, Soup's going to be a title contender, and so uh, I, I I like the deal. Um, you know, I was a little hesitant at first just because I was like, man, that's 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 a lot, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of, uh, big time draft capital to give up, but you know, your team is there, the windows there, like dirt said. So, um, you know, ultimately I think I, as you were talking to me about it before the trade went down too, I felt like you were going to accept the deal. Um, I did like, I think there was maybe more than one person in that deal. I think Scraps was maybe another guy, uh, kicking the wheels on that, on that point. And I, I did enjoy, as we were discussing, <laughs> discussing those trade talks going down, that he was sandbagging them in threads. Um, so that was a pretty cool thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have to feel pretty good.
1: Yeah, uh, Go I just want to mention, uh, well, he goes, uh, according to his Facebook profile, he goes by Mo. Uh, and I have I tried to add him as a friend so we can get him as a guest on the podcast. I'm waiting to hear back from that friend confirmation.
2: Can I, can I say one thing real quick, guys? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, go ahead, Dirk. Uh, I was trying to say without interrupting you guys. Uh, what I think is really key in the trade that no one's probably actually paying attention to is, yeah, I think you gave him 20K, right, Soup? And he put that yeah. 20K into upgrades? Yeah. And so you pretty much got 20 upgrade points traded to you with, without actually doing that. That was why I liked Asia, you know, Greek in was because he had plus 30 So I've done like plus 90 in upgrades this week, this season just from other people doing it for me. So I think that was really big in the trade is making him do the upgrades and wasting his upgrades for 3000. Yeah. that
1: That was a pretty crucial part of the deal for me actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if people actually, they might think of that, but dude, that's a lot of, you know, trading and stuff like in cash considerations to do that. So that that's a pretty big part of the trade.
1: I, know I we feel can't like
2: those
0: about... little. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I think those little things, like getting, you know, whatever the fuck they call it, they want to call it scrap coin or currency or whatever the fuck, just little things like that, separate deals, you know, and you can really tell GMs that are that are looking at every single aspect of GMing outside of just a player swap or a pick swap. You know what I mean? Like you, you see these deals and some of them are just like, hey, player for player or picks and players and there's nothing more to them. And I always look at them and say, I wonder if that discussion of, hey, can you upgrade this guy before you trade him? Hey, can you send me 10,000 currency? Like if those those talks go on in the trades. I know a lot of times I will mention them. Sometimes people are like, "No, nah, I don't have a lot of money or whatever and whatnot," but like it is something I do mention and, and I just always look at trades and see how they go down and I'm just curious if if those discussions go go on. Obviously, both of you guys are are veterans of this and and you have pulled off trades and as Dirt mentioned, like it is part of his his negotiations, but I'm just curious how many other GMs also do that. Go ahead, Soup. I know you wanted to throw in a thought. Uh, yeah, we
1: we kind of talked about the Hank Gather's trade from Dirt's perspective. Uh, would you guys kind of feel uh, that trade does for Yon. Uh, I'm not used to Yon being a being a big player like this, and I thought he, he was able to add a really, really good player uh, to it already, you know, MVP-type player. Uh, it's actually, I think, going to give him a really good shot to compete this year. Just kind of uh, interested in your guys' thoughts on his trade there.
0: I'll go first there. there I thought that was, like, from listening to Yon, like, from reading Yon and Shout, I thought his team was garbage and, and I looked at his team's results and I was like, wait, this doesn't match him, him complaining and shout. Uh, he's got a good team. Um, and then he made the trade uh, for gathers and you know, it, it was a big boy move. Uh, I, I think it puts him right there. Like to me, the East is not, um, you know, the East, I, I, I think it's, I think the bottom half of the East is really, really bad. And so the top half of it, I think, is a bit inflated. I don't know. That's just my, my thoughts I, I'm just looking at it. But, um, you know, I, I think it's open. And I think he puts himself as a contender to get out of the Eastern Conference with that deal. Like, I think it's a really good deal for him. Um, Dirt, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, man. When I think of Jan, I, I think as someone that normally drafts his guys, homegrown, you know, doesn't do a lot of trading. Maybe does a little free agency, but he keeps the guys he drafts and he makes his team good that way. You know, he's in shout BS, and so for him to <laughs> it, it, it kind of shocked me because I sent him a message and I was like, "Hey, man, gathers and Riva might be might be up." You know, I know I knew he had one point one. Like I wasn't trading any. I wasn't trading gathers unless I got one point one. So every day I shoot about four trade offers to random people every like every day. Um, so he came back and was like yeah I, I might do gathers what are you looking at 1.1 maybe and I was like yeah I'll do some picks so we kind of just did two quick PMs and and hashed out a trade and I sent him his way and it was so funny because our first round table before the draft even started I really liked Sharar. and um, I even was texting Soup and I was like man I really like Sharar but I think I'm going to have to draft gathers here and the first thing I see was Odin talking about how I'm quitting and, and then I'm best friends with <laughs> I'm best friends with Jan and I just gave up gathers for free to Yawn because Soup quit. And that, that kind of made me laugh. But I think he's got two top ten players in the league. I don't see a whole lot else on his team that I like, so I think I don't know if he'll end up coming out of the East, but I think this is a he's got a really strong chance of coming out in the East. I, I, I can't say he won't. So it was a really good trade can I just say?
0: Can I just say that a comment by Odin was just like, and maybe it's just an emotional reaction to seeing a trade posted with all the drama that was going on. But on the surface, just looking at it, that's such a stupid comment if you actually pay attention to the league. Because as you mentioned, you were one of the guys that went all in. Odin went all in. Soup's made a push. But then, then you know, you get a, a second to, for everything to chill out and we start to see sim results. And then you see that you're probably third in the pecking order behind probably Drewson Soup at that point. And then you see Soup make that move for a big-time point guard. And, of course, you got to look at, like, okay, I, I, I've invested a lot in this team. It's probably not going to be good enough right now, right? And to retool it a little bit and get 1.1 in results of that deal, like that deal on its own was real, was, was pretty good. Like it was, it was a win-win for both teams. Like, yeah, you got, re- yeah, Gathers is gone, but you got the number one pick in the draft next year. Like that's, you know, you're going to get, like you said, you, you're on a Drexler, um, or you get to pick of anyone, obviously. um. So the deal was good. And then you did the the second part of that, uh, you know, that trade in, in a sense. And as soup said, you got better. So like the whole hysteria because of soup, you know, having having this conflict, like, I, I think, like, it was just a crazy comment. Like, on the surface, I thought the deal was just fair for you as it is. Like, sure, you're moving Gathers, who's an elite guy, but you're getting the number one pick, and then you've been calling Clyde Drexler out. So you're getting Clyde Drexler in the deal. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to knock you on it. I, I just thought he was way off base on it. But, you know, and then considering his own history, it's like, okay, dude, like, calm down a little bit.
2: It's it's It is kind of funny <sighs> because I already had – me and like I said, I, I really I I even sent a trade offer to the Pelicans yesterday. Like I, I've been I've been sending everybody a bunch of stuff trying to get a little bit better here, get a little bit better there. But I already had talks within like two days before this. I said, okay, what's it gonna take to get your boy? Like and he told me I want a top ten pick from the O four, O five class. That's what I want. Come back to me if you can get it. I was like, all right, cool. So I made sure and got Yan's 1.7 five years from now just so i could make that deal so i sent in a message literally before the trade was even posted and told him hey i got 1.7 let's post it let's make this work so i literally had both of them completed before anything was even posted so and then an the end comes back and he's like well i don't know um well, will, will you trade me your upgrade points i was like hell no dude i get i brought you what you wanted no, I'm not doing anything but this trade. I don't give a damn what, what she said. Like Damn, you know, strong arming him. I like it. I, well, he gave me like I'm not gonna go out and get exactly what you asked for, and then when I get it, then you tell me no. Like no, strong I'm not looking. adding I'm not sweetening the pie for you, bro. You're getting a one point seven for a thirty four year old, like five years down the line. Throw so, him like a ten
1: dollar wingstop gift card he'll be happy. I I gave him a I
2: don't know. I'm not Anyways, but, yeah, it was really funny to me how people just really over – it was a huge overreaction on it, which is funny because three days ago, I went in, shout, and said I would bet $100 that I don't have hand gathers on my team at the end of the year. Like, I even put that in shout. Like, when do I ever sit idle? Yeah,
1: that's You true. never I do. Mentioned, I, I mentioned that in my article I posted today. Like, it shouldn't surprise anybody that you, were, you would sell off anybody. And like a matter of days. I mean, you went from the best team to, let's see if I can trade my best player. I mean, that's just, that's just what you do. That's what you've done ever since you've been in the league. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not satisfied unless I have by the best team by far. And I just didn't, you know, I just felt like I could get, I still get a, I could trade an all-star and get another all-star and have the number one overall pick. I lost nine years. Shit. I mean, but. I'm hoping to add something here next year. So, yeah,
0: I think it's funny that, um, I mean, I not funny, but I, it just gave me flashbacks of mops and my trade with him that we got done and then the money didn't work and everybody reacted to him getting, you know, the short end of the deal. And he tried to milk me for more. And eventually he did because, you know, I had no choice but to get the deal done. Um, but I, I think that's kind of corny that you're going to try to milk people for more once you once you put a set of uh, asking price and then he comes back with the price. Like that's kind of – now, did he say that to you after he saw your Hank Gathers deal posted or was that conversation nah, before was, any moves man, were made?
2: He was a good sport about it. He was just like anybody else at the swap meet. Like, hey, man, I know what – yeah, I'll do it, but let's just – how about let's do this upgrade, you know? No, okay. Just, just, just like everybody would want to put a little now, bit more salt yeah. and pepper now that on. I got,
1: now that I got you on the hook, let me shake you down a little bit.
2: Yeah, and and then when I told him, like, listen, man, I under, I appreciate what you're doing, I respect it, but I got what you want. We're we gonna do this or not? And he was like, "You're right. <laughs> just I'll post it." So, it was a manly, you know, buy, sell, trade action that worked out for both of us.
0: Uh, anything else posted so far, guys? That stick out to you, um, yeah, good or well, I bad?
2: Think, oh. I think
1: uh, probably I don't know. Is there any other trades? I got out of that Raptors Nets when
2: Yeah,
1: when or when Nets, the committed to selling off uh, his team. He he traded Butler to the Raptors, uh, and it looks like that's paid off for the for the Raptors as they're sitting atop the East right now. I, I figured he he was probably missing a missing a piece to to make him a contender. Uh, And he got that piece in Butler. Uh, Looking at his roster, it still look it still look like to me like he's maybe missing a piece for being a true title contender. But as I say that, he's he's got the best record in the East, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh,
0: Thoughts on that Bucks Lakers trade?
2: I have thoughts on the Raptors. Um, Go ahead,
0: throw in that. We'll move to the Raptors and then
2: we'll move on to the Tippers trade. Um, Just like I did my I did my MVP article. I put in um, Sergey Belov, as I, I pretty much said, I was like, I think he's going to be the best point guard in the league right now. I can see him being MVP, but with the way that the, you know, the FBB does it is, is with, you know, with the big man getting assists and the big man getting boards, I can see a big man getting an MVP instead of a point guard. And I said I really do believe he has a chance to make it to the finals if he can add another piece, and I think Butler is possibly a, a good enough piece. I think that he's missing a second, you know, big man. You know, he he ha- does have Magnifico. It, you know, he's he's not a bad bad player, but he's going to have to come up against the Mavs, who have their center and power forward is better than anything yeah. they have. The Grizzlies' power forward and center combo is anything that they have. Even me, I have two big men that are going to be way better than anything he has. So, unfortunately, I think he got better at the wing while he needed to get better at the power forward or center position. But I can see him definitely coming out of the east. And I, it, it wasn't a terrible trade for Butler. He's kind of a bit like Riva where he's got some good scoring grades, but unfortunately he's not scoring a whole lot. Do you want to
0: touch on the, on the Bucks deal?
1: I mean, I really – I mean, neither team's really in contention. I really didn't put much thought into it. Uh, I guess yeah, he, Trophy gets he a young player a that, he, that, that he can build around, but I don't know if he intended on that pick making him better or that trade making him better this year or if it's kind of more built towards the future. Uh, but it was kind of just came out of nowhere, hell, oh, fuck, at least Tyler's active. You know, at least – you know, that's the one good thing about this trade.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, four first rounders for a single player. That's yeah, they weren't the greatest first rounders either. But apparently, Scrouse said that he had offered him a top ten pick or some shit like that.
1: Deep um, potential or,
0: as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Dirt. Your thoughts on on, on the, that move there?
2: Yeah, it's it's. Um, I think it might say something that the Lakers were above five hundred with only one good player on their team. You're like you know with Peppers on that team. I don't know. I I think it was a pretty decent deal. I think it's too early to tell. I'd like to see Peppers on a team that's full of starters, kind of like putting him on my team. How many points per game is he going to score? You know, how many how many points per game is he going to score on the Mavs or on the Grizzlies? So I I really do believe that's a huge testament to testament to some of these other teams to where. They have like Butler for the Raptors could be doing the exact same thing that Peppers is doing, you know. But he's just on a shit team. Just Peppers is on a bad team, so I just think it's too early to tell. Um, it looks like with how many people just booted the creation draft, it's going to take a few years for some other teams to catch up because there's there's no like legit free agents. There might be what three all two all star one all star free agents next year. So there's not going to be a no, whole the, lot
0: of. Go ahead. The free agent class is pretty good on paper. Um, there's a lot of guys that are that are coming off off oh. of one year deals. Oh, you got. My so guy I mean, but they're all of in. but they're all of different ages. So it's not like like traditionally where you're getting those rookies coming off of their their fifth year, you know, on their deals and they're, you know, in their early twenties. Some of them are a little yeah, bit older, do. but um. You're right. I do see about five. You, well, you said Sharar, right? You were really big on him, yeah, but then Charar, you took he'll be a free agent. And
2: yeah. um, uh, what's his name? Buford, I think for the Pelicans. Yeah. You've got my big man, Greek and You've got um, Odin's rookie, um, Estes. Uh, Estes out there. So yeah. there, there, there if are We just say, people. I hope
1: Odin resigns Estes, or I, I'm scared what will happen. The league will burn to the ground.
2: I mean, he's um, it is what it is. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, the way the 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 they this this is what drives me, Apes. I'm sorry, Can, I got to get this off my chest. I feel they like there's so long. there's so many FN 5.0 GMs that want to tell us that no one resigns this early in a creation draft on an expiring deal. It's like they already know the percentages of like who's gonna resign and who's not. Like it, it drives me effing crazy. Like it's a fucking crapshoot, right? Like
1: I don't know man. Uh, Eric's run the test. They got the numbers. They got the well, data. Right, the
2: numbers don't really mean shit though if it's only one fucking sim. You're not it like times yeah. and then giving it's him. him- uh, you know, I mean, the majority it, of it, dirt the. Ain't a, dirt
1: ain't about that money ball. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. He's about that He's about that Dirty. gut feeling. Get those numbers out of here. Get those fucking numbers out I am, out dude. Here. These
2: numbers make me want to throw my laptop, bro. I'm like, well, I feel like it's. I can't even shout with Eric about the Mavs game without him bringing up Luca's .72 carry over the three turnover, 40 yard dash, footstep, ankle drop.
0: Oh man!
1: I was like, just watch the uh, game. I mean, it's can, true. Watch the game; you can see he's the best player on the fucking court.
2: Watch the uh, games. <laughs> it's it's why we're a fan. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: It's 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 a little bit too much data driven. Like I said uh, earlier, like I, I'm with Dirt. I, I feel like they they've uh, crossed the path that we can never cross back, and uh, you know they unveiled the curtain, and we can see the man behind the. Uh, behind there pulling the strings and it's it's not as fun you know and like these guys well i will say this like listen there there is an advantage to the 5.0 gms for them to throw out all kinds of bullshit smoke screens because we had bk for weeks and what was the draft it took 16 days for 16 days he was talking about how draft picks that Eric makes are going to be absolutely horseshit garbage and terrible and, and all that other bullshit. And then he turns around and trades for all draft capital and future drafts. So, uh, you know, let's, let's just uh, take these guys in 5.0 and, and and just hear what they say, but make sure we get some verified data behind it as well, because, you know, it, it looks like guys who weren't part of 5.0, in you and soup are doing mighty fine. And I don't know if you guys are necessarily crunching these numbers as they are.
2: Well, one more thing, like, cause I'm not exactly sure on this. Was there ever a time in 5.0 that they had every GM, like as a human control? I don't know. Like I I I always, I imagine at
1: the beginning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, but I want to say that I, I feel like, and this is just going off of how many times they were posting on the main board, but I feel like they were, they were losing GMs at a rapid pace. And I would say that a good bulk of that league probably was with like nine active GMs. Cause you know, they're talking about they had secondary teams and they had D league teams and and they were drafting three rounds worth of players, like uh, it was some crazy shit. So if you're right, you know, you you have to be limited in the amount of teams you have to be drafting that many rounds. So I would imagine that they were not uh, running everything on a full full scale at at no, some point in five. There's no
2: way. You know? That's why when you tell me about yeah. free agencies, I want to laugh at oh. you because you're only going up against like I don't know. I was I want to apologize to the five GMs right now. I will do my best to quit bitching and um, we'll move on from the subject Percy. before I, I've already said some mean words. And I don't want people to do well, listen already. Listen,
0: listen, Dirt, uh, Tim has a very large safe space. So all the guys that caught feelings off, these podcast, off our podcast, they can just welcome, they can go into Tim's safe space. He'll have it protected for everybody and they can just get along, you know, because he's there to save 5.0 GMs. It's not safe 5.0, it's 5.0 GMs. You know, so that's what he's there to do.
2: If you go back and look at what I got Hines for, uh, let me see. You know, the possibly like defensive player of the year, um, I think I got him for like 20K and a second round pick. That ain't bad. That's how good Fit 5.0 GMs are.
0: let's dive in a little bit here guys on on uh, just some some early sim stuff uh, let's look at you know kind of the playoff standings uh, early results we got uh, generally you know anywhere from uh, 25 30 games uh, 35 games in for some teams here so we got some we got some results we got some action going on um, you know the east we can we can start there with the Raptors, uh, Bobcats bullets magic Hawks um, those guys are all playing plus 700%, uh, uh, basketball. So these guys are, are, are smoking. Um, you know, all of the East is above 500 that are in play, that are in the playoffs currently. Um, you know, you're just all on the East, I'll start with you soup. Um, general feelings on, on teams that have come out to a hard start, a hot start. Uh, some teams that you think might fall back. Some teams that surprised you. In the East.
1: Yeah, the Eastern Conference is exactly what we thought it was going to be. It's going to be a meat grinder. Uh, you mentioned those first five teams, or whatever, and they're hot starts. I think you could probably add the Pacers and Knicks to that group, and then draw a line there as <clears throat> as teams who have even a fraction a of chance of of representing the East in the finals. Uh, the only reason I include the Knicks is because they've got the best player in the game, uh, and I know they're on they're on a hot streak right now. Nine and one. And I think anytime you're going to have Bojan in a playoff series, uh, he's going to give you a chance to win. I'm really interested to see if the Knicks are able to add a piece to, to catapult them even higher. Uh, I'm not sure how Ankle, how uh, active Ankly is in the trade market. Or if he's uh, keeping busy making snide remarks and shout. That might take up all the time he has. Uh, Pacers, I don't really think are that that big of a contender but you i mean yeah 23 and 10 it's disrespectful. disrespectful not to at least mention them i mentioned i think the hawks they're they're kind of a pretender at this point uh, regardless of their record uh those top four teams are the four teams i think that are kind of the cream of the crop in the east um they're all playing really well i think i don't know um Bobcaps seems like they're maybe they're they're maxed out on, on moves at the point. At this point, uh Bull has just made a big move. I'm not sure how much they can add. Uh, the guy interesting there is I think Scraus. Scraus has has the capital to make a move if he wanted to. But it seems like he's been hesitant uh, from talking to, to a few other GMs. I'm not sure if he's wanting to, which is kind of weird because in the past it seems like Scraus has always been a kind of YOLO kind of guy. And just let it fly and making trades and shit like that, uh, and free agency spending money and stuff like that. So I figured he would have pushed all in at this point. I know he's got a, some high picks coming up. Maybe he just wants to kind of sit where he's at right now, take his chance, and then add to it later. Or uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you you mentioned earlier about Papa Lock. I don't. I'm not sure if he was in on that. I know when I was talking to BK, he mentioned he was talking to another G, another GM who was offering a top 10 pick and a top five pick. Uh, Scraus definitely has has that in his arsenal. But when I talked to Scraus, Scraus said that he wasn't a fan uh, of Papa Locke's turnovers. So he was passing on it. So I don't know how how serious of a trade partner he was for BK or if BK was kind of trying to use that for leverage to lure me in. Um But I don't know how to say it's going to be interesting. East, it's a meat grinder. Uh, Those top four teams, it's going to be fun to see how how it shakes out there.
0: I will say that uh, before dirt chimes in on the East, just from my own personal conversations on trades, I feel like both Ank and uh, Skrouse want to make moves. I think that they're both um, nipping on the edges instead of going all in are pushing in with legitimate offers. And so, um, you know, I think they would like to get a move at their price tag, not necessarily what maybe the market dictates or where, you know, uh, some GMs are setting prices at. So, um, you know, it will be, it, it will be interesting as uh, SIM progresses, we get more games in and we get close to that trade deadline, how active uh, a couple of these guys are. Cause it's, it, as you said, it's neck and neck. And with Ankh he has, the best player in the East. Um, I will go there, and like you said, it gives them a shot. So if he can add some more talent to help uh, help that out, it, it would probably be wise. Uh, Dirt, your thoughts on the East?
2: Um, I'll just touch on this real quick because it's the last thing Sue spoke on. Um, because Scrouse was trying to get Heinz from me. Whenever I I always say, man, all my all my players are available with the right price tag. Uh, and he offered me a fourth uh, overall and an eighth overall pick for Hines. So I think he's trying to find a big man. It's just... I, it seems like everyone that's got really good big men are already in the mix and are unwilling to trade. And I think that yeah. might be an issue of why he can't find um, a suitor is because there's already like... But I got two... Grizzlies have two, soup's got the one, Knicks have two, even the Hawks have a good big man. What do you, you know, mean I rap- got one? I got I, I, I said look, the one, but Kirkland's good too. At, oh, yeah, talk
1: Kirkland. a little Kirlin, baby. Look at that I said Kirkland's
2: good too. I just said you had the one. Is what I meant. So um which we'll talk about your team when we talk about the West soup. So but uh, the Magic, I think... When I think of a title contender team, I think of the big three. When I think of, you know, Soup's team, he's got the big three. When I think of my team, you think of the Grizzlies, they got a big three. When you look at the Magic, they got a, they got a big three. Look at the Raptors. Do the Raptors have, you know, a big three? Would you say... Uh, I guess they have Butler. Yeah, so the Raptors, they got Butler. And... um. Uh, Belov and what is it, a uh, record, I think. But the Bobcats yeah, have record. a big three. The, the Bobcats have a big three. So I'm not real sure who's going to come out of out of the East. I think um, the Knicks you don't think have, the a have a big
0: three. You think the Bobcats have a big? three? Who's their third? Well, I who's think like they have they have an elite two.
2: I don't know if they. Well, have I mean, a big I think three. Blackman's a. I think Blackman's a good three. Mm, that's true I mean I, I mean I guess I, I'm not know, saying I can have three guys averaging
0: 30 with the way Eric set up the league so I guess I could be I mean I get it.
2: But no, but I but no, but it's a good argument though, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like so I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying um that that I'm I'm obviously right on the Bobcat big 3 or anything, but I think they have three good players and they've got they've got big men that don't shoot. We'll see how that comes down. Because I think if they play the Knicks, dude, If the Bobcats play the Knicks in the first round, I'd be worried. Because they have three big men, and George and Bojan is gonna eat those big men alive. Every time I play the Grizzlies, like most of the time, my big men are in foul trouble. So, and he's only got three. So what are you gonna throw your small forward at? At your, you know, at the center position when those three are in foul trouble. So I I think, I think that should be the Bobcats' biggest worry. It's How do y'all feel of,
1: about a six-six small forward having twelve point five rebounds a game? That seems kind of fucking ridiculous, do not it?
2: Well, it's all ridiculous, soup. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, there's no like when you look. I'm looking at the Bobcat. I'm looking at the Bobcats roster right now. They have a minus rebounder, and their next best rebounder is C.
1: Uh, man, yeah i just i don't know It didn't seem like up but <laughs> most
2: been, because like when, when a, on a normal nba roster you're gonna have players that have better than a c rebounding on their bench and his entire starting lineup is c or worse except for him so there's no one else to f and rebound in the entire league like you go to you know you go to my team and i have the how many A-minus defenders is there in the entire league? One?
1: A handful, maybe? Yeah, not, not many.
2: You know what I mean? Like, how many A-minus rebounders are there? Like, six? Seven? So... Like, my, it, thing
0: with, my thing, too, is, like, if you look at Odin's defense on his big guys, C-plus and C, and yet his guys are averaging almost three blocks a game. And it's like... Uh, nobody's blocking shots in the league. And yet with C and C plus defense, like, I don't know, like you look at those guys, C plus and C, C plus and C and C, like you wouldn't think those guys would, uh, necessarily be useful. Um, yet they're, they're doing exactly what he needs out of that team. So, I mean, I guess maybe there's a 5.0 GM that understands the software inside and out and it paid off for him because. You know when Odin was moving and dealing and then making his draft picks in the in the draft, I sure as fuck didn't think he was building a, a contender. But it, it turns out that that's exactly what he ended up doing. So again, he got Stan my knowledge. That's
2: from me. And when I traded to him, none of us knew that he would have 1.7 and 1.5. Like he just got really lucky getting that guy. He's gonna claim, no, what are you talking about? I went to his 36 per and he was gonna do all that. And it's like, no, it, it wasn't. But it's. If you have C plus and you're gonna have a 50 stills and a 40 block, that means you like. That's the problem, in my opinion. Looking at these grades, why the fuck should you have a C plus defender that gives you a top five in stills and top five in blocks? That makes no sense to me. Like, I it should be at least a B plus, so we know that he's good on defense. Why does he have C plus defense that we can see when he's top five in steals and blocks and some shit center? That's the problem. That I like, some people are like, well, he, they're still good. Yeah, but you're not showing us who's really good. It's like you're getting cute and h- trying to get hidden gems everywhere, and it just doesn't I make a he, whole lot of sense.
1: I think he's been kind of forced to though, you know, just where where the software works and to get to get where we're at. Because I mean, I kind of like it now better than mm-hmm. how it used to be. You actually have big guys that are worth the fucking shoot. You know more accurate field goal percentages to what they do in real life. Remember, fucking like in the past, like your big man would be shooting yeah, but, 46% from the field. Oh like, yeah, I'm
2: like, the, definitely. Here's but the I thing, just, though, You can make this too. guy a B defense, though, by putting a little bit of strength or quickness in him. Could you like like?
0: Could you not accomplish the same thing? But as Dirt said, actually have some grades that reflect it versus like the, his argument in a their argument some of the 5.0 gms is well inflation and we don't want guys to be looking like a b plus a, a a a all that bullshit on the grades which is fine like okay i get that but then when you turn around and say okay well now you can put fifty thousand points into somebody where before we it was a plus three or a plus five like you're you're still doing the same shit so, like, I, I don't know, like Dirt said, like, I don't understand why we're looking at a, 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 a file and every single fucking player is essentially living in the world of, you know, C to C plus across the boards with the scattering of D's and, and that kind of shit. And one guy can be fucking 1.7 steals and 1.4 blocks and one guy can give you absolutely dick 0.0 and do nothing. And like, there's just no way of telling. It's literally just rolling the fucking dice, and that's, what well, my that's kind of, was my frustration. I was like, where does a skill as a GM come in when you can't fucking tell, you know, up from down? It's just, well, okay, well, when we get our first fucking sim, we'll see what we have, and like, that, well, to me, that, that's I don't, to me, that's not enjoyable.
1: That's not. It's. A, well, I mean, we had the creation file, we had the stats from you know the little test sims that he ran, and there was grades. So, I mean, we weren't flying completely blind in that. So, I mean, that's a little No, I'm not saying that. I'm Muldrow saying was that. an
2: eye, though. Muldrow didn't play. He wasn't – this Moldra guy, he he got a – he didn't have enough minutes to be eligible.
1: But, I, at this point, man, I'm just – you got to trust Eric, man. He knows this shit more than any of us. Like, I, I truly believe that. Now, like, all the tests that he's running, all the – I mean, that's, that's – it's beyond my scope at this point. So, I kind of just kind of go all in and believe, and he knows what he's doing.
2: And that this and this is when I try to like bring up again that there are only small things I'm complaining about right now. When back when it was Inflation City, then I was complaining way more about. So, and, and that's when I'm saying I'm trying not to complain too much. And I don't mind the way this is. I don't. I really don't mind the way it, it is. I honestly don't. It's just I think you. It's when you're you're getting so good the. Big man, I believe, is because the post defense and the driving defense just isn't there. Like that's why you see yeah, C minus defenders and you see D, you know, like a C defender, and they still have like you know a point one. Let's just say, let's go to like soup's soup's homie. Like he has a C defense, right? But he only gets you point two blocks. Well, they, that means he's obviously he has to have some pretty decent like. You know, what no, I guess no posty. The same amount as someone that has C plus, but they have, you know, double the steals and double the blocks. So, is it? Are they so good because you just the posty and the drive D is gone? I, I don't know, and and I believe and I believe in Eric. I'm not talking shit about Eric. I I trust the process. I should say, but I'm just curious what you know why the defenses are a little bit different and and how good are the players in when it comes to driving perimeter post defense yeah well let's uh i we kind of got off topic here so let's let's convert yeah, to the
0: west right. it in.
1: No, actually did you did you give your thoughts on the east or well
0: i mean i think you guys were pretty accurate with it like uh, to me i think the east is is really bad on the bottom half so you know there are a lot of Uh, you know, like I said, everybody is above 500, but I think you're, you're right soup. I think you're looking at probably like the Raptors, Bobcats, you know, magic as your uh, magic and bullets as, as your key guys. And then with the Knicks having the best player in the East, uh, they're going to be the wild card, depending on what Anki does. And and I think that's where it's at. Like, I think that's where it is. I, I, I'm not sure if, you know, obviously Indiana's already shopping drives. And so it looks like he's, he's not committed to, you know, improving and he probably understands that he's not really he you know he's he's a false hope so you know obviously hes is, is seeing that and he understands that his team's not legit so obviously he's shopping uh, the Hawks like one, one, yeah, I mean one.1 one, one
1: one. One for Drazen <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean
0: you know, I don't we don't know. Obviously, this is going live. So I have no idea. And Dirt and I don't really discuss behind the scenes like between GMs or anything like that. nobody really. I don't. But I would imagine it, he would have to be given one five back. Right. He has one five correct in, the, in that draft. It would have to be like a, pop, a pick swap. Right. There's no way he's legitimately asking one one for Drossen and nothing. And one five isn't coming back.
2: Y'all want to know the trade offer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fuck
0: it.
2: Let's put it out there. Fuck yeah. All right. Dal PJ 1.1 1. 1 for Dally Podjik. I assume this is a no, but wanted to check before I look to make other moves. That was a, oh. day, a day in Yeah. Less than 24 well, at least, hours. At
1: least, at least he plus. came in knowing it was going to be a no. I didn't. Yeah, I mean,
2: he's
1: I'm self still aware still enough still, to know. Yeah.
2: And I said, I'm still filling out offers. And he's like, cool. Let me know if you're out. I'd prefer to pair 1.1 and 1.5 in this draft with Staten, but I think I need to go all in for the next few years before I lose them. So he yeah. wants well, he wants 1.1 and 1.5 in the draft. So he he pretty much told me he didn't want to even give that. So he one was one not one doing the deal without.
0: Yeah, he was not doing the deal, giving up 1.5. Uh, that's that's. Ooh, uh, I thought at least 1.5 was going to come back in the deal. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shoot your shot, baby. <laughs> if you yeah, don't shoot don't, it, it can't I go in. I
2: respect him. I even got Bootsy. I got an offer with Bootsy. It was Bootsy and like two mid Lotto-ish picks for
1: uh, one point one. Oh, Ward shooting a shot. Was that, or is it after the trade?
2: No, this is with Ward. Yeah, he said. Um, oh, okay. Dude, Bootsy, Bootsy, one, um, Bootsy, eleven and fourteen for one. Woo! I mean again shoot I, shoot a, shoot. I, I mean I, I can make a better offer
0: with Bootsy for one one and I would be able to give you
2: multiple uh, top ten picks.
1: And, and just, just saying, I just
2: don't think I don't with the way scouting is, man, I don't think a one point seven is worth shit to me. But I haven't seen a draft either.
0: Yeah, that's. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's let's watch, let's go to the let's go to the West because if not, we're gonna be like four and a half hours here on this podcast. Me and Sue,
2: both, and we're gonna me start calling us
0: the Joe Rogan Experience. So with that said, let's let's, let's travel to the land of the West. It's the land of the Titans. Um, you know, obviously we got the Mavs sitting currently at the top of the heap with the Grizzlies right behind them and then the Clippers. And then to me, that's the end. Like I don't, I don't see any other contenders out west. So I'll just throw my thoughts out there first. So I, it looks like you know, Mavs, Grizzlies, Clippers, um, yeah, and, and then you have the the land of the lost. Um, soup, your thoughts since you are the division, you're the conference lead current, currently.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I think either any one of the three is is capable of winning. Uh, it's gonna come down to RNG and luck, and uh, I feel like, especially with the Clippers, I feel it's a it's a coin flip. I think he, he's up, I think two one. He's up two one in our in our series so far this year, so maybe he he might be a slight advantage. Uh, he played really well last game against me without without Hank and with that second big man. His big man, his Greek in ate me up, so I, I might have to do something different in the playoffs come depth chart wise. Um, but to me, I think Drew's is the top team in the West. I've been saying it since the beginning. Uh, he's, I, it's, he, he demolishes my team. I I don't know. I, I guess it's his big men. He's got a nice little, uh, threesome down low that they rotate in Jarvis Lang. Jarvis Lang is way better than I thought he would be. Um, yeah, he's uh his Jarvis slang eats me up every time we play. Joshua Smith is an excellent teammate down low for them. Um, Lenny Cook's been outstanding. Uh, not really putting up huge shooting numbers, but he hadn't. I mean, uh, scoring numbers, but he hadn't had to with the with Lang and Lang and Joshua Smith. Uh, got a you know point guard and Mario, whatever his name is, or Pur Luigi. Uh, bus bus driver dishes the ball out, play some defense. Uh, don't don't ask too much from him. I mean, it's just it's just a solid, complete team. Um, be really interested to see if he, he sticks where he's at, or if he maybe tries to add another piece. Uh, there's really no reason to add a piece to that team. Uh, Jason Capel's been nice. I mean, just, he's just he's got just a bag of riches. Uh, and he's going to be tough to beat in the playoffs. It it'll definitely take. Uh, some RNG luck to beat him, I think.
0: Uh, Dirt, your thoughts on the West?
2: I'll just say this. I think me and Soup have four really good players on our starting rosters. Like, top-notch four. Our, both of our fifth guys are, you know, definitely serviceable, definitely good enough to give us a title opportunity. Well, the Grizzlies have a top one through five great team. Smith has missed 19 games. Joshua Smith has missed 19 games, and they're 27-8. and eight. The guy that's going 27 on 64% has missed 19 of their 35 games. So I think that they're the very slight edge on soup, and I only say that because we haven't seen his team 100%, the Grizzlies. Um, But I think Soup can beat them. I, I think the Mavs can definitely beat them. I, I don't like my – I think I have my shooting guard positions just too weak right now at this point. And um, my guys just get in foul trouble a lot. You know, my, my guys had are either – I've had that same you know, like My guys are either, like, unstoppable or I get, like, 15 minutes out of Hines. So, and it's really weird too cuz I went on a sim to where I beat the Magic, the Raptors, the Grizzlies, and then I lost to the Nets and Bulls. So, I think it's and all like just going to come down. You see,
1: and you see back-to-back matchups like one time like like I played a team and I lost by 30 and then the next night I beat them by 35. It's just yeah. like, God, how are these swings happening? It's like it's just fucking yeah. ridiculous sometimes.
2: So I, I think right now, if I could just do, like, straight title contention, I'm going, like, Grizzlies 1A, Mavs 1B, me 3, and then I'd probably put the Bobcats at 4, the Raptors at 5, Magic 6.
0: Just real quick there. Um, anybody in the West outside of the top three, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Clippers, is there a New York Knicks, like, a guy that has a team that could pull an upset off of those top three teams? Like, I think we all acknowledge that, you know, with the Knicks having the best player in the East, that they could pull an upset over anybody up above them. But is there anybody in the West that has a shot, like a puncher shot, in your opinion?
2: I'll just say this. The fourth best team is the Suns, and their points allowed per game is, like, you know, 95, and their points per game is 99. They average, like, 46 field goal percentage. Like, that doesn't even get close to the Mavs, Grizzlies, or the Clippers. With no injuries... Even if you take away one of our players, personally, like if I get like Pee Wee goes down or like someone like um you know one of Booms two guards you know goes down or something, like I think you can still beat the Suns. Um, unfortunately, they're just so top heavy with hit with May. And May's, and there's no way May's gonna win you a seven-game series. I just don't see it. Our, our, we're too stacked. The top. That's why I think the creation draft and the way it went really gonna hurt some of these other teams because you have the Grizzlies who have five like legit All-Star type players on their team already. So the Mavs have four. You know, so I just don't see them Doop. being deep enough. There's no team.
0: Soup, anybody, anybody else? Yeah, no, no puncher shot outside of the top three in your opinion.
1: No, no, no punch a shot, but I, you got to give the sons their due. I mean, they're playing a lot better than I thought they wouldn't all day. Luke may, looks like a, you know, superstar in this league. So, I mean, he's, he's got a, he's got a nice guy he can build around. It's just, is he going to, you know, make the moves to add to this squad to help make him a contender?
0: Man. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's throw a little prediction is out there. Um, Give me, give me your Eastern conference champion, you know, give me your Eastern conference finals matchup and then your champion. And then give me your Western conference final matchup and your champion out of there. And then finally, uh, give me who you guys think wins it all very early in the season. Um, you know, uh, if I'll throw mine out in the East, uh, I, I think you're going to see a, uh, a, uh, bullets and, uh, and a Raptors finals. And I think uh, you're going to see the bullets in the finals in the East out of the East. And I like, uh, I like uh, the Grizzlies and I like the Mavs. Um, and I think right now, just cause man, he's his team is just playing phenomenal. And like they're pointed out, they're still got a bunch of injuries. I think, I think soup, might be, I don't know if it's a depth piece or something, but, um, you know, I, I think I like the Grizzlies and I think Grizzlies are going to win it all. They'll beat the Bullets. But I like Hank, man. I think Hank is, um, you know, probably one of the best players out there um, in the East. So I think Hank's going to carry those Bullets. And I think uh, the Grizzlies just have just like a perfect roster creation. And they're just, they're just hitting on all cylinders. And I think ultimately they win it all. Where you stand on it, Dirt.
2: I like your Hank enthusiast attitude, but I think you're overrating him a bit. But I, I like oh. him. Um, I think I think oh. you're talking about the wrong bullets player, personally. But
0: mm, it's okay, that's okay. a good one, two
2: punch. Um, I think that <laughs> I think it's gonna be Raptors Bobcats. Um, and uh, I think um is gonna be too much. For the Bobcats, and um, you're gonna have him go to the finals. He's gonna he averages 30 and eight, 31 and 8 on 50. You know that, that's I think point guards when it gets down to the playoffs is very important, and that's why when I come to the West, I think it's gonna be Mavericks Clippers. I think they've got two of the best point guards in the West, and I think that Papa is gonna be MVP of the finals. And I think a 6'7", uh, Papa is gonna bring it home. Him and um uh, old Shimone.
0: So you like uh the to win it all against mm-hmm. the against the, the Raptors soup? Yep. Where are you at?
1: Uh I'm with you on the West. I think the Grizzlies is just the depth, the, the quality started starters across the board. It's too much. I think they they beat me in a six, seven game series, go on to the finals where they will meet in the Eastern Conference. Little drum roll. I think the Knicks and the Magic both make moves to catapult themselves to the top of the Eastern Conference with the Knicks advancing to the finals. And then I've got the Grizzly beating the Knicks
0: in the finals. Wow, I love Can it. I say yeah, why real not, quick? No, The East the East is so open. Yeah, go ahead, Dirt.
2: I I I love where you're going with it, Soup. I just don't know if there's anything to be traded for at this point. You know what I mean? Like, who are they gonna get that someone's willing to trade? I, that's my only issues. That's my only issue with the Knicks and the and the Magic. Like well, I know I they make- I think they want to make moves, but like who's out there for them to like get? You know so what I mean? I, like
1: as long as as long as there's a dirt in the league, there's players to be traded.
2: I mean, well, I could have got, gotten Hines it. already, but I think, and I think the biggest issue in the West is going to be who gets home court. I think if the Grizzlies have home court, I think they take it. And if the Mavs get home court, I think they take it. I think that one seed is really going to be important in the West.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will say this. The one thing you know, with the wheel I think comes into play here, I think, Think you will if there are players to be had that could make a difference, and I do think there are some out there. The fact that you're now not having to sell a shit sandwich worth of picks, and you actually have the actual draft pick number itself, and these contenders can get really, really strong and really, really um, deep because of it. Like, I think that is a good thing, like to be in a, in a role as a contender and say, hey, listen, I have one four or I have one seven or I have one one down the road here uh, that I can trade. And I have like the second seed or the fifth seed or something like that. And I can make a power move. Like, I think that's cool. Like, I do think that's a, a plus to the wheel and, you know, a cool thing about the wheel. Um, you know, but I, I will say because of the creation unbalance and then you add the pick that these top teams can get even stronger there are probably like, as dirt mentioned before he was doing his top five i think there's probably like six elite teams maybe seven elite teams in the league and then there's a whole bunch of nothing like no chance in the world type teams and unfortunately that's that's a, that's the byproduct of the wheel and and the creation draft the way it was uh, set up and situated um Real quick here, guys, we'll, we'll touch uh, prediction on MVP of the league this year and rookie of the year. For me, I, in the prediction contest, I took Supes uh, Hawaiian uh, to win both. Um, is that where you guys are, or did you guys pick someone else? Uh, go ahead, Soup.
1: Yeah, I just I, – I based a lot of my predictions off what I saw in preseason, uh, even though <laughs> probably the best player in the league didn't play in preseason. Um, I went with Moala, Mo, my boy. Uh, just Damn. I don't I don't know what it is about his stats that the soft. I think if we're voting, you know, the GMs voting, he's probably not the MVP. But just seeing how the software seems to favor the stats he's putting up, that's who I picked as MVP.
0: Damn. Dirt, uh, where were you on the MVP rookie of the year? And has it change from where your predictions are to where you're at now?
2: Yeah, mine would. Like, I like how Stu put it. The way the software does MVP, I definitely think it's uh, Shimone, Moala. I, there's just no way a man with 30 points per game and six assists does not win the MVP in the in the software. I picked uh, Logan Sharar because I wasn't expecting Moala to get six assists. I thought that Sharar could get it by getting like the 15 rebounds. Going like thirty and fifteen, I figured he would get the MVP, so that's why I put MVP and Rookie of the Year in my. No, I, actually, I put Moala Rookie of the Year and I put Shrar, um MVP. So um, I'm completely wrong. I put Sergi Belov as my MVP. Goodness gracious, I just went and looked first. it up. Sorry. So I did Defensive Player of the Year, Sharar. I apologize.
1: I think I think if you're talking GM voted MVP. Bailoff's probably the in contention for you know at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think he'd be on a lot of lists, and he'd be high on them. I, I will say this: we we touched on point guards and point guards being important and and such. Uh, the only point guard uh, to this point after ten weeks of Sims to win uh, Player of the Week, Demetrius Mitchell of the Bobcats. So uh, everything else has been basically big man dominated. Uh, I think there's, uh, of all the player of the weeks, there's been three non-power forward or centers. Um, The rest have been big guys. So, um, you know, the software does love them some big men early on in in the league. And, uh, you know, for why not? I mean, they're averaging more steals than blocks. They're averaging more assists than turnovers. And so, you know, uh, it's no surprise. As uh, as we transition off this current season and our predictions and our outlooks, obviously we're going to have more sims to go in. Uh, we also should, you know, with Dirt having one one in the current draft coming up, we should take a, a quick little sneak peek of the three thousand and one uh, draft coming up here. Uh, Dirt, you've been very vocal with the one one. If you hold on to it and keep it, that Clyde the Glide is going to be your man. Um, you know, why, you know, what about his profile do you love? And, and uh, you know, your thoughts, your general thoughts behind uh, Glide being who you're locking into.
2: Man, I can't really lock into anything at this point, man. Um, <laughs> you know me. Uh, but it's more of just having Clyde, you know, having having Drexler on my team. It's, it's more of a name than anything at this point in time. Um, I can't really. I want to see grades before I really start diving into reading profiles, and I want to make sure I actually have the pick before I start diving into profiles. So, what do you I mean? Uh,
1: make sure you have the. Oh, you might trade it. Is what you're saying?
2: Yeah. I, you never know. I don't know.
1: <clears throat> what do you think I mean, with the how they do drafts now? Like starting at Sim Eight.
2: I um forgot about that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh shit. <laughs>
2: When is the I trade won't. deadline? Is that sim seven? But can I get him on my team at SIM nine?
1: <laughs> how many <laughs> players if you if you hold on to one point one, how many players do you plan on scouting?
2: Um, I was gonna possibly spend all the money I make on on this podcast. I haven't done a whole lot of looks into scouting. Like I've I've been reading more on my upgrades and Looking for, I've been just scouring through the league trying to find a two guard that I can play for me. I haven't done a whole lot of dissecting into the draft yet because I'm just so worried about the season that's going on. And um, I, I knew I, I wanted to look at grades just to look at them before I started diving in deeper. So I apologize, I can't bring more information into the draft having 1.1 because I've just okay. been He's holding- I really. I really Hold have been heart. searching. I've been searching like oh, every day, I've been going through every team, looking at their like 20 minutes per guy, guy, you know, players, and trying to trade for someone that can get some backup minutes for my team. Because I just feel like our teams are so close right now that any little improvement helps me down the line. So. I've been doing a lot of PMs. I've been doing a lot of like per thirty six looks. I've been doing really deep dives into like dumbass GMs that don't know what they have, and maybe I can steal from them. So that's really what I've been putting all my focus into. I hope I hope magic doesn't listen (laughs) to that comment. What dumbass GMs are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, I tried to get the Bulls have this badass rookie that's only played like twelve games. And I don't know why he's only played like twelve games. Um Clontrell Pope, Clotrell Pope. Like, I want him really bad. And I'm like, hey man, this guy that's only played like twelve games for you sucks. What do you want for him? You know? I've got some picks. Hey, talking- I got two draft I got two draft picks here. And then the Pelicans aren't even starting their number one draft pick, Buford. So like I sent him a PM, like, hey, Miner, what's the deal with Buford? What do you want for him? I got these pictures, man. And then that's about it. I got, really liked Martin, too, for the Blazers. I offered him a, a first-round pick from like six, five years from now for Keith A. Martin. And I'm like, how do you not do this trade yet? It's so easy. But he like he won't do it for some reason. So I tried to get another player from the Lakers, uh, Stanley, maybe? Ganzi, maybe that's his name? Yeah, I tried getting Gansey from the Lakers, and he's like, I don't know, man, this guy's pretty young. He's like 18. I think I want to keep him. So not getting much luck, Dude, all these G- GMs.
0: Have you gotten a chance to look at the draft file at all or some of the players, the profiles? I, I know Dirt said that he wanted to see grades, but every single 5.0 GM said grades are irrelevant. It's the actual profile that you want to read. So uh, old school guys like me and Dirt are probably going to suffer a little bit here the first couple draft classes to figure that out, I guess. But, um, you know, have you dived into any of the profiles? Have you uh, got a few guys that stick out to you?
1: Uh, I really haven't dug that deep. I traded my first rounder this year in, in the creation draft to T.M., to pick up a second round draft pick uh but i mean just looking at the names you know the the names that stuck out you know Clyde drexler uh, i'm curious how someone like manute bowl how high he goes with big men being as dominant as they are and blocks being as important blocks and rebounds um other than those two there i mean the the draft i guess you're gonna just have to dig through the words of the profile and analyze every single word because apparently Eric Eric does the same and he builds players strictly based on profiles so you're just gonna have to find the little keywords uh, the little buzzwords within the profiles that with it you know reflects how they're gonna be made and that's really something yeah. I wasn't looking I wasn't looking forward to doing so I was like well maybe yeah. I'll move off maybe I'll move off one, 1 115. Uh, I doubt I'd get a good player there anyways. And it helps me build, you know, a contender now. So that's what I did.
0: Yeah, you've shipped out of the next three drafts. So there's really no real real reason for you to be deep diving into it anyways. But I figured, you know, Dirt has uh, 1-1. I have uh, 1-4 in the draft and also um, 1-10 in the draft. So I figured, hey, we we can discuss it a little bit. It is a different setup for us older GMs. You know, it does seem like it's very much so big man heavy. So there's going to be some talent there. Um, But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. I did say, do you guys know when the trade deadline is? What sim it is?
2: Because
0: if if you can start selecting players. after
2: 99? I think it's day 99.
0: So we're going to allow draft picks to be made before the trade deadline kicks in. That is... uh, <laughs> that is quite interesting.
2: Um, well, it'll you know, be when we'll I decide.
0: If... Well, that's true too. I mean, you you <laughs> hold the cards so and shit getting done, but I mean, like
2: you know, I could. Season's yeah. over.
0: Yeah, I'm curious if uh, teams or I mean, that's, really like, that's what, well, Let shit. me let
1: me let me get into this real quick because it was a big topic and shout when we were doing the creation draft and they were kind of breaking down how the how the drafts works moving forward. And I got a little pushback when I was talking about there's going to be situations where I'm not going to want to draft here in the season. There's shit I got to see unfold before I decide who I want to pick. And look at Dirt, Like, he's sitting with the title contender now. He's got 1.1. I mean, who knows? He might win the title and decide he wants to ship off 1.1 and keep building to what he's got. You know, a player now. I mean, to force him to pick during midseason, just because you're selfish and want to scout players. I mean, that's, a, I don't know. There's gotta be a better way.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, And I, I yeah, also think like, sure. like, is there any type of like, Hey, you know what? If I, I don't know, like, I feel like drafting, a, like, can you then trade that? Like, if you make a draft, like say, say dirt takes one, one, right. And he makes the selection, but then like a week later or a couple days later before the next, before the trade deadline, he actually trades, one one, which would then be Clyde Drexler, or whatever. Let's just say in this case, Clyde Drexler. Like, can that happen? Like, can you trade that pick then, or is he a player to yeah, the I, like, I well,
1: Why he, not? He's not added to next season's roster.
0: Yeah, but so, what like, about you this can trade too? To ex-player, even though the season's not over. Like, it just—it's so clunky. It's such a clusterfuck. Like, I don't understand why that even got put in place. And well, it's probably because, yeah. like
1: you said, they had nine active guys. You know, 14 GMs in total, and it just it kept things running smoothly. But when you had well The other thing, guys, is, yeah.
0: the other thing the too, is it seems quick. like from listening to them, a lot of those draft picks went down to the D-League because their rosters were so incredibly stacked that no rookies, essentially not even the top picks, were playing minutes on, on some of these rosters. So they were throwing them into the D-League so they could get playing time and they could see where they needed to improve them so like you know like you said that's probably why they they changed the rules in place but i feel like um you know these guys that keep pointing to 5.0 setup when there was like the enact you know there were so many inactive members of the league like you're you're rocking with 29 people on a wait list now like things need to be adjusted and and changed so dirt did you want to add anything else onto the onto that
2: yeah, this, I think this is very important, and tell me if I'm wrong. I've got one of my best players as an expiring contract that's a big man. But at the end of a season, it shows me if they resign or not. So, Correct. isn't that that's a very a, and, important and, and, thing And that's the, exact,
1: that's the exact thing I brought up, and then Eric kind of took my side on it. He's like, well, in a situation like that, I mean, it's understandable that you would want to wait. And it's just the league's got to fucking deal with it at that point because you shouldn't sacrifice your team for, you know, other, other people's impatience or selfishness. I mean, yeah, you, don't care re- about you shouldn't have to care about their teams. Your job is to care, care about your team. And if those re-signings, I mean, those it's important to decide what you want to do in the draft and free agency. I mean, it's very important. And
2: yeah, that yeah, is, like, that like is really weird idea. to me. Throw out another I
0: hypothetical I mean, here, right? Say, oh, just sorry, Dirt, real quick. Say Soup had the 1-1, one, one, right? And he has his his Hawaiian who's 33 years old. But, you know, whatever. Say, say that that dude retired. You you don't think Soup would completely change what his pick would be then? Maybe he'd be then saying, well, well, fuck, my guy retired or he's not resigning. I'm going to go well, grab have a, me, a, a big guy now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Especially with so many guys on one-year deals coming off the creation draft. Like I just don't see how any pick is made until the season completely over, and I think those people who begin pitching, like go fuck yourself. I'm telling you right now, like just shut the fuck up. Like well, don't. The, start my end of the season,
2: them. my end of the season is very crazy. I have a 35 year old point guard. I have a 34 year old expiring contract. So I have two important decisions to make. If I decide on to spend all my money to make sure Pee Wee doesn't retire, do I spend a lot of my money on scouting, like? there are lots of decisions that I'm going to have to make this off season. And you're telling me I already need to make a crucial decision before I even know what happens in the playoffs. I think yeah. that's, I think that is like a very crazy thing to, to want somebody to make a draft pick, you know, with a championship roster whenever I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with my team. Yeah. But um, no, you're, I mean, I think, I think
0: the three of us are generally in agreement uh, on this, on this topic. Like I just, I don't get it, man. You take as much time as you want. Like that's your team. You've got to think it over. You've got to figure it out. And, and so, you know, whatever is the best route for you ultimately. And if that means waiting till the very end and and kicking off the draft, like when it normally kicks off, it, it is what it is. And so. You know, maybe Eric, I, I know people were bitching about scouting, but maybe Eric will allow scouting earlier even if picks aren't being made. I don't know. I don't know what the hiccup is, but there's definitely an adjustment that's going to be needed, and we'll see how flexible Eric is because Odin Odin swears on his flexibility. All you got to do is put a fucking thread in a pole, and it changes, which, uh, you know, we seem to not be the case. But uh, And speaking of that, you know what, speaking of that, Let's get into it, right? We got a little elephant in the room, right? We've been we've been chatting it up here, having a good time, but we really haven't really dove into. We haven't really gotten into the league, and I think it's time we really get into the league. And I think you know we have this big elephant in the room, and I think it needs to be addressed because there is a huge you know conversation, there is a huge issue in Sim League this you know this last few days, and I think it needs to be addressed. So I'm going to go right to the GM. And we're going to address it directly with them. And dirt, why the fuck won't they let you get your flowers for that amazing mafia play? Like you fucking own that goddamn game. And those fucking mafia assholes. Come into the thread and talk about, whoa, we just wanted to play around because we thought it was just too easy. And then fucking BK talking about, oh, JHB is the reason why the mafia lost. Like, no, motherfucker. Dirt, sniff that shit out. Dirt deserves his flowers. And just just talk about it, Dirt, because, like, I I believe you need your flowers, man.
2: All right. I got a couple of things that are – like, it doesn't – It doesn't piss me off. It doesn't frustrate me. It really does make me laugh because it brings me back to 2.0 and people still treating your boy the same way. Dude, I've watched so many reality shows, all this bullshit, and I've never seen somebody like Tim think that he's so goddamn good at mafia. BK the same way. I went on like a 20-minute rant with BK Whenever I died as bodyguard, because he kept claiming that I was ignorant for not protecting somebody night one for being a bodyguard. And I was like, I don't, I just do not think it's smart even to guess and die night one as the bodyguard. I, the way I liked the play, and that was only my second time playing, is I would rather wait until my investigator, my PI, starts breaking some stuff down and then I can protect him. I think it's more important to protect the PI than it is to get lucky and die night one. But then Tim wants to get in here on the thread and say that Dirt doesn't pay attention and Dirt doesn't even do his main roles just because of the one time that I thought that it was, I, it was actually a good idea to do. So BK, i I even told BK like I'm so sorry I'm not the greatest God Mafia player ever. I hope one day I can finally be as good as you. And I, th- he was the first GM I texted Soup bitching about was BK, to be honest. But it's just it's just funny how they think that they know how to play and everything they do is the, is the right way. 5.0 GMs are God, and we're just, you know, living in the same pool as them watching them walk on water. That's why I think me and Soup just need to destroy this season, get a title, and they can just shut up. That's all I care about. Rant over.
0: <laughs> Soup, your thoughts on the mafia and them not giving Dirt his proper love?
1: Uh, I mean, I I mean, I know Tim. I know BK. So, I mean, I, I know how everyone is already. I, I'm not Dirt coming into the league, meeting these people for the first time and seeing their personality. I think a lot of it with Tim is just he's joking for the most part, I think. He's, he's got one of those personalities where he likes to, you know, Give, give, uh, give some shots to take some shots or whatever. So I, I wouldn't look into too much into that. Um, I thought Dirt played excellent. <clears throat> he really sniffed it out, and it looked like everything was stacked against him. Uh, all the vote was on him, and he was like, "Hey, wait a second, guys, let's think this shit out." And he kind of broke down what had happened a couple of nights before. And um, I don't know if it was a bad move or not. It was a, it was a move for sure. BK coming out and claiming claiming what he claimed. Um, I think he was under the impression that as soon as it was announced, Dirt was going to come out and say that he was the person that protected D-Lop or uh, the chap that night. So he was forced to make a decision pretty quick there. And as far as the JHB thing, <clears throat> no one even fucking saw that shit in chat. ain't spammed it and got it out of shout before anyone ever noticed. So, I mean, Dirt played well. He was the MVP. Props to Jeeves for switching his vote. Uh, finally coming to his senses and seeing what was going on. So, I, It was a good town win. It didn't look like it was going to go that way, but it ended up did, and it was a good town victory. It was a good game overall. I think let's not let's not lose that fact. It was a good game overall. 20s won a good game. Ran a good game, and it was fun.
2: Oh, dude. Tim yeah, and them you know, did a hell of a awesome. game. I gave Tim and them mega fucking props for what they did, uh, dude. If they want to make me look so him. stupid...
1: I texted Tim that last game, and I was like, "Dude, I was like, when it when it like when it would it looked like he it was gonna it wasn't gonna go his way anymore. I was like, Dude, you played that fucking excellently. Uh, it's just you played that so well, and it's just they had you had a They got they got a luck bad break, man. That you protected the chat the night that they they hit him, and
2: mm-hmm. it's just
1: just a bad break, man.
2: They, he just they they played it too well. That's what happened. They made me look so dumb on the JHB vote." That I knew something was up because they played it so well, like, and they had it won if I didn't get Chap. So, like, that was the thing is I, I was like, this is the only way to win. They they put me in a corner, and that was the only way. They Tim was unbelievable. Like, he was great.
0: Well, I mean, they used they used the friendship between Chap and BK to their advantage in that game like they played it well like they also let's let's not forget they they got a huge break druce was a power roll and he was completely m i fucking a they hit dell up on night one which was very lucky so the two power rolls for the town were gone after after night one so or you know or night two whatever it was so like you know the town was pretty much fucked at that point you know it, it took a miracle from dirt to figure it out but it was funny because we're in the dead civ chat me and soup and a few others and um you know trophy is is you know scolding me for being the worst mafia player ever and and hurting my feelings but soup picks up on what dirt's throwing down and he's like yo i think dirt got this and i looked at it and i started reading it and catching up and i said well the problem is dirt's got to get chap on his side and chap (laughs) good luck on that one because that means chap got to go against bk and i don't see that happening because He's been riding with him all game long, and and you pulled it off, man. You got chap to sway, you got chap to switch onto your side, and and that was a hell of a feat, man. And that's why I said like that. Them coming in and being like, oh, well, you know, because I did point out before you had figured it out, it felt like the mafia got a little cocky, and they were really like, really just laying it in pretty heavy, and you could see like they were toying with the town and fucking with the town. And I was like, and just got a little arrogant, and and so I was just like, uh, I don't know, I you know, it feels like they're just getting cocky. They should just end this. And then you figured it out, and so it bit him in the ass. But I feel like, you know, like I said, you should get your credit. All credit should be gone to you. They shouldn't be talking about, oh well, it's J-B- a- JHB's B's fault or whatever. That's 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 bullshit.
2: So like, we're gonna in- transfer. An- An- all was Ankley An- An- came in. Correct was nice though. Ankley said some nice yeah. things about me. I appreciate that. He's he's a pretty good dude in that thread. They, uh, you know, I didn't even want to play that mafia because of freaking BK, the previous one. So, and that was one of the reasons why I didn't die was because I didn't sign up, you know, until late. But with uh, all the GMs uh, I talk uh, shit about, I still love (laughs)
0: y'all. So speaking of all the GMs, Soup, you're still a GM. Care to comment?
1: No comment.
0: No comment. I had to I'm pay $4,000. I, I want a motherfucking comment. All
1: I wanted was my money. I got my money. I was made whole. Good. Good to go.
0: I, I, I would like to point out that there was at least a half dozen motherfucking GMs who said, Oh, soup, if, if, if you just want $4,000, i will give you 4000 right now. And not Nobody a single one it. of those motherfuckers posted a thread to give you four fucking thousand dollars no they talked about it but not a single one of them did and that was my last resort because i fucking told you the only reason i joined this league was because of you and i was already ready to quit this fucking league before we even started drafting and you you kept me in you know what i mean and so i was like i'm i'm now committed to this motherfucker and you ain't leaving so whatever i gotta do if i gotta give up the 4k i'll give up the 4k however it had to be done So you stick around the league. So I'm glad that you're still there. I I just want to point out the, you know, the bullshitters who claim that they give it to you, but never even made the attempt. And, and I, again, you know, Eric is set in his ways. You are set in your ways. And so, you know, the stalemate was on and I'm glad I could broker, you know, the freeze of the ice, I guess, for lack of a better term, you know, dirt, your thoughts on that whole thing unfolding.
2: If there's one thing I know about soup. No one's talking him into anything. It'd probably be easier to tell an infant to stop fucking crying than then tell soup something and him do it. <laughs> as much as I love him, and that's why I love him, is because if you're good, if you're good to him, he will take off his shirt and money, everything and give it to you just so you're warm. So I know he's a great man. Great dude. Very loyal man. He'd do anything for anybody. He's uh He's my brother. I'm very uh, elated. You know, I'm, I'm pretty stoked that you were able to to keep him from leaving the league, Banks. So I appreciate you. I uh, I might owe you 2K one of these days down the road when we do a trade. What Ah uh, man, I didn't
0: do it. I, I didn't do it for anything in return. I did it to keep keep a brother in the league. I I did it to keep myself in the league to be right honest. Cause if he was out, I was out too. Like, I don't give a shit. I was just like, I did feel a little guilty because like the team is not in a great situation. It does have draft picks, but like I didn't draft very well. So I was like, man, I kind of feel crummy doing that. And I did want to bail before we even got the draft pick started, but you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, and, and things have settled down, uh, you know, before we head on out of here, guys, uh, it feels like every single podcast that I've tuned into since we dropped our first one, like two and a half, three weeks ago, wants to compare podcasts and wants to rank them and, and do all that. I I know soup and and dirt, both of you joined BK's podcast and uh, did a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, running the show there Uh, soup took over as host and and made his podcast listenable. Um, You know, but do you guys want to chime in on rankings or best or this or that, you know, my personal take is, you know, there's a few of them out there that I just won't read, listen to. They just, they don't capture my attention. You know, if they want to throw them down, that's cool. Um, I'm not going to hate on them. They, they have content, they're providing, you know, people can vote on them and do all that. I just don't find them very entertaining. Uh, I do like Drew's podcast, uh, cause I think both of those guys, when, uh, when magic is allowed to speak when juice gives them permission uh i feel like those guys actually bring a lot of good points valid points and valid uh views to the league that um keep me entertained and i'll and i'll cheat uh, you know i keep listening to so there there's one uh the other guys they're just kind of bored me especially odin's odin's is just fucking just like you know talk about bama talk about getting high and then just a whole bunch of nothing so like i'm not into that the pod save 5.0 guys like they're just they're just dull man there's not much to them uh you know and that's just kind of my take on all the podcasts um you know i didn't mind bk's podcast um the first time i listened to it because it was a little bit different but chap with his gangster gangster i think I i lasted about 10 minutes into his gangster gangster stuff and i just tuned it out but when soup and dirt you guys were on bk's podcast i actually enjoyed it I, i listened to the whole thing and and i thought chap came uh came off a lot better on that podcast and i would actually probably listen to bk and chap one more time give them another opportunity just because i did enjoy the four of you together and i felt like for the most part uh outside of bk trying to bait soup into flame in half the league um i thought the podcast was really cool and i thought chap came off really well um, but anyways, uh, soup. If you want to dive in first on any of the podcast talk, or let it rest, I don't know. Nah, get anything off uh, your yeah, chest.
1: It's about time to let it rest. I gave my opinions last week on the BK podcast. Uh, I bet, yeah. to, Bottom line is, I appreciate I appreciate anyone who gives time to help make the league better. And whether you like the content or not, you, you know people are putting their hard earned time into this, and uh, I'll continue to listen. Even if I don't like it, I'll continue to reward it. Even if I don't like it, because I do appreciate the effort. Uh, a lot of people in the league do not put effort, and that's a shame. So, anytime someone's willing to put that extra effort, I will reward it. And then that's that's pretty much all I'm going to say on it going forward. And one last thing: any- Jesse, Jesse oh. Epstein is not a celebrity. <laughs>
0: uh, dirt. Uh, anything you want to add on the podcast wars?
2: Uh, are we going to have some final words after this? We will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll just say on this one, um, I want to say thank you for soup and BK and chat for letting me on that podcast. It was really fun. Um, It really was key to trying to bring a friendship between me and BK at at the, at that time I was a little frustrated with them and him um, getting on there and letting me speak on his podcast was really cool. And I felt me and him actually uh, got to know one another and, as much as I talk shit about them, I really do like them. Him and Chap, uh, they're good dudes. They uh, they remind me of like my little sister's kids. Um, you want to you know talk to them, make them laugh, and then send them to bed when you don't have to worry about them anymore. So, but other than that, they're they're good dudes. I want to thank them. I, I had a good time uh, bringing back some old memories with Soup uh, during that podcast.
0: Can I ask Soup where did Tim's uh? Hey, uh... You know, beef with our podcast come from. Did you say something to him? Because I, I, I see him throw shade at us left uh, and right, yeah. and I don't understand why he's so mad. at I don't know why he's mad at. Well, I think I know why, why he's
1: mad. I don't think he's mad. I just don't think he get his personality. Uh, I think you're taking it the wrong way. It's remember our first podcast. or when they mentioned their on their first podcast, they were talking about. He was talking about all the other podcasts, and he didn't mention this. Mention ours. So I just took like a little shot at him in the next one, and then he returned the favor. So I mean, it's all in good fun. There's really nothing to get worked up about. It's just for ratings
0: boost. Sure. This is like WWE. We're wrestling out here.
1: Yeah, I'm the he's the heel, obviously. I'm babyface. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what I guess we're getting to I mean, the end awesome. here. I know Dirt wanted to get something off his chest. So, Dirt, do you want to uh, do you want to get anything any final thoughts here?
2: Yeah, um, I just want to thank you guys for letting me come on. I've had um, it's it's really been amazing to, to talk to you guys for a couple hours, regardless if it was about sim or just talking shit. Uh, it's been real nice to talk to you again, It's been some time, and I'm glad you uh, your family's doing well. I know we're still Facebook friends, and it uh, it's it's real nice to. You know, catch up with you, even though it is just us rambling on. So, it's thank you for letting me come on. And I, I had a blast. I, I just want to tell uh, the final thoughts as to these 5.0 GMs. Um, there's one thing you want to know about Dirty Diesel it's he's going to win, he's going to beat you, he's going to shit talk you, but he'll tuck you in at bed and give you a kiss, you know, good night. And we'll be friends after I whoop your ass. So, we'll see what happens at the end of the season. We'll see what happens after a decade's gone by. But just don't get too comfortable on top 5.0 GMs. And Tim, I'm sorry right. after listening to soup. All right, I apologize for talking shit. Maybe it's just uh, I'm missing my boy Bruns, so I've been a little sad, been complaining a lot. I'm kind of missing my sim best friend at the moment. So if anybody wants to be my friend, you can send me a PM. Maybe trade me Kevin A Smith. I don't know, but uh, once again, Banks, Thanks for letting me you know come on here. I appreciate it.
0: Oh man, Dirt! Uh, I love to have you on. We can make this uh, a reoccurring thing. Very, you know. Uh, I I've mentioned it in shout, but I gave you a, a way too hard of time when you were commissioned back in the day, and I and I apologize in shout. I apologize in person here, well, over 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 podcasting. But you know, I was real awful to you, and it was another thing that you did. It was more me personally, but you know, since we're out here making amends. Um, I also have no issues with him either. So, um, you know, I just don't understand the shots being taken. But it is what it is. Uh, we can move forward. Um, soupy-doop. Final thoughts before we close this bad boy out.
1: Yeah, the shots are being taken because you got a, you got a running mate that likes to run his mouth. So that's, that's not towards you. It's all about me. All right. Uh, <laughs> I just – man, I want to I put a challenge up to the Eastern GMs. I mean, there's – six, seven of you guys, you know, floating around in the top of that division or the top of that conference, one of you fucking make a move. Set yourself apart. Uh, The West GMs are waiting for you, and we'll meet you in the finals.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, My final thoughts are just, uh, once again, thanking Soup for being, uh, you know, my right-hand man on the podcast. Dirt, uh, appreciate you coming on. Like I said, we can make this reoccurring. Uh got a mafia game that hopefully we can kick off on monday. We just need one more, uh One more gm to hop in. I think it's a pretty cool setup a little bit different than what it is It's not too overwhelming pretty simple layout Um, but just you know, there's three competing factions to get a w So, uh, it'd be fun to see how that plays out. Um, so hopefully we can get that started on monday uh, as always, uh, it's love for everybody. No issues with nobody on on the uh, anything on a serious note to me, this is like wrestling and we got heels and baby faces and I'm always the motherfucking heel. So, uh, I dig in on it. But, um, with that being said, thank you for tuning in guys. Hopefully we'll be back in your, in your podcast listening, uh, pleasure, uh, sooner than this last uh, break, but, uh, maybe we'll check in around playoff time, uh, and see where, where the sim world leaves us at that point. Uh, have a good night everyone. And, uh, to the next episode
2: night.